Welcome to Tech Bytes with TechNext. Here, we bring to you a brief roundup of everything exciting about the tech space across Africa and indeed the entire globe. From startup announcements to new inventions and the latest buzz boosts on the social space, we will be sharing industry important highlights and exploring the news within the news. We will also be bringing industry experts to share opinions about major news for the week. And most importantly, watch out for our exciting future for this week. We are sure it will be an exciting session you won't want to miss. Let us begin. Hi. Welcome to the cutting edge world of technology. Tech Bytes 27, right? Mm. <laughs> Are you sounds, excited? Sounds like an election mandate. Mm. Mm. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Drum rolls. Anyway, 27 is not, um, it's not a joking number. Mm-hmm. If you want to use PJ. It's not be <laughs> <No>, play. <laughs> anyway, this is um, Tech Bytes 27. Whether you're a tech enthusiast or you're just tip, dripping... Um, tipping your toes into the rivers of tech this um um, podcast is for you and you have come to the right place um so this is a podcast where we explore the latest news in technology um the analysis those are trends the news and the trends you know in the world of tech and uh, it's actually a lot so dami yeah yeah, so dami tell us how do you feel about the tech space you know this 2023 is what has happened what is happening globally still layoffs nigeria it's elections and it's interesting because it feels like it's casting a shadow on every other thing yeah for the True. next few months actually maybe to like sun is sworn in already and the person takes over it will still be a, a lot of emotions and people are not releasing products, people are not announcing phones. No new features. Exactly. That's Everybody's true. Just taking a break, like, let's see what's going on. And it also just reinforces. Or maybe it's happening and um, elections, you know, as you said, casting a shadow. Yeah, right. People don't care. <laughs> it's not <an> election. <laughs> like, Inek, there's even Big Brother and people don't. I've not seen any Big Brother trend. <laughs> Even if way before the election started, I just I've not seen anything. Exactly, election. now election has not started, so nothing. It also just reemphasizes the fact that you can't innovate outside of regulations, mm. right? I mean, if you have the amazing technology ideas and all of that, you're just one regulation or one electoral process from everything going mm. away. So. Anyway, as uh, I mentioned earlier, or as we mentioned earlier, we'll be going into the nitty-gritty of what happens in the world of tech, the news, the updates, the analysis, everything. The stats, the statistics. We're also doing industry stats. Yeah, the numbers. That's important. So you know what's happening through the numbers. Um, Yes, um, so grab your favorite device and join us on this tech adventure. Hmm. Do you call it an adventure? Let's take you on a ride. Whether you're on the go or relaxing at home, we promise to keep you informed, educated, entertained, and up to date on all things that are tech. Get ready, uh, you know, to explore the world of tech with us. Um, if this podcast has offered any value to you, please don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe, do everything, engage with it, anything that you can do to engage with um, our podcast. But Dami, tell them where we can get all our podcasts. Oh. 
can get it on Apple Podcasts, you can get it on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Samsung, RSS, Podcast Index, literally everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> everywhere. So that means, yeah, take us around the world of taking 10 minutes, 10 minutes. All right, let's go, guys. So first, we have Flutterwave. Flutterwave is making the news again. Uh, this time, not for... Not for the really good, reasons. good reasons. Yeah, I mean, it was consistent for it last year. It feels like it's back again. Mm. Maybe it's just a one-time thing. We would not know. But Flutterwave, so reports came out, right, over the weekend and all that Flutterwave was hacked. And mm. about 2 billion naira was taken out of its account. But the firm has come out to deny the hack. And according to it, it says that it wants to reassure users that nothing is happening to their phones. So what happened? It was said that hackers breached Flutterwave's defenses and took away 2.9 billion from the company account. 2.9 billion? Yeah, 2.9 billion. Also, the reports also disclosed that the unicorn was seeking to freeze accounts of up to 300 customers of different banks. Maybe this way where the money is worth yeah. funneled in through and all of that. And Flutterwave has come out to say that no, this is not happened. So the money was said to have been transferred to 28 accounts in 63 transactions. And you know, some users have even come out to say their accounts were locked because of the arc and all of that. It's, it's plan work, yeah. Maybe it seemed like that, but Flutterwave has said nothing happened. So it's like do you believe the media or do you believe the company that said nothing happened? Well, as long as customers' monies are, are safe. protected, yeah. safe, yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, it says everyone should not be scared that don't exactly. worry, your monies are safe. As long as the money. You know, <laughs> it's not you, know, you don't tell me that uh, Flutter will be shutting down. No, no, Recording no. in mm. progress. Yeah, no, no, they're that's not right. shutting down. They're not shutting down. All right. Um, next is, so yes, uh, this week we had the... International Women's Day, yeah. and Google celebrated that. We also celebrated the year. We can go to I our mean, social media pages. Sure they gave the women. I'm, we are I'm, waiting for I'm November 19. I'm waiting for International Women's Day. I think it's November 19 or 18. <laughs> I don't remember. Uh-huh. November well, something. Yeah. I'm waiting. We are waiting for that day. Don't worry. But Google celebrated the International Women's Day this week, right? With uh, three new initiatives. The initiatives were. Uh, Oslo Academy for women-led SMEs, all right? Then you also had a 15 women-led startup, right, that were announced for the African Accelerator of Google Startups, like Google Fund. And this accelerator, these startups were from several countries, including uh, Nigeria, Kenya, South Africa, Congo, Tanzania, and um, I think Rwanda, yeah, Rwanda was also there and like one other African country, Ghana. Ghana was there as well. Mm. Yeah. So we had startups listed from all of these countries that were that were mentioned in, in, in the list. We also had some other initiatives, right? Like I mentioned, the Google for Startups Af- Accelerator Africa, the Oslo Academy, and and all that and this is just to celebrate the international women's day and google says it this is also to reinforce its commitment to ensuring that the gender balance or yeah. the digital gap you know yeah. in terms Close. of gender is closed up and we have more women-led smes flourishing yeah. um so this is Women's Month. This is Women's Week. Happy, Happy International Women's Day. Day. Yeah, it's not too late to say to that. To read more on that story, go to technext24.com. Yeah, technext24.com. 
All right, moving on. So, elections, the presidential and national assembly elections happened two weeks ago or thereabout. And the service provider in terms of the servers and you know the portals, Galaxy Backbone Limited, said it prevented 1.2 million attempts to hack the sites and portal during the elections. 1.2 million? Yeah. That's what were they looking for? <laughs> what were they trying to do? He uh, said it, it prevented 1.2 million acts on on the servers wow, on the election. So the the act started with 200 on election day, yeah. and by the next day that started to like 1.2 million different attacks, right? Um, so, and a single cyber attack, all right, would have cost. Eighteen thousand dollars. So it would have to- cost, or it cost, or it cost eighteen thousand dollars, and so in total we have four billion dollars as a result of all the acts. Wow. Yeah. Money would have used to ensure election integrity. We are using mm-hmm. it to pay for hacks. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right, right. But uh, so if you remember, the IRF portal was down on election yeah. day yeah. briefly. I think Ine- the attacks maybe got to them. Mm-hmm. Ine claimed it was, you know, a load issue. Like it didn't test properly for load, you know, from off-season elections to presidential nationwide elections. But who knows? Maybe these acts were also one of the issues that caused the downtime yeah. and all of the errors. Uh, whichever, so. it has reassured Nigerians that the gubernatorial elections will be better and there will be no issues. Amen. So we hope. Amen. <laughs> All right. Still AI was, right? We're still having issues uh, with AI. Not issues, right? People are still trying to get into the AI market. Everybody, it's it's the new big tech thing. JTPT has left them behind. Mm-hmm. Like, Last year was Metaverse. Now it's AI. They're not catch up. Everyone is doing <laughs> catch up. There was one startup that raised $100 million. AI software recently. You wow. mean or something. So, it's the AI was, and every big tech is trying to get into it. And Google, of course, is also trying to get into it. And it has said that it is discl- the senior management have come out to say that a code red has been disclosed in terms of AI implementation for all its services. And Google must incorporate AI into everything. Hmm. So it's like chat so GPT, it's but for everything. user uh, products. So yeah. all the all the billion users, everybody would have access to AI, AI, YouTube, Gmail, everything, Docs, Sheets, Google Drive, PowerPoint, PowerPoint, Chrome, everything that uses Google would have AI implemented over the and next few months. Products, actually, yeah, they do have lots of Google Meet, right? They have, they have lots products. of products. So AI will be implemented into everything. Even Google Search. Google search at the base, Google search. Everybody goes to Google to search for something. So AI will be implemented into this. This is just to close up the gap with chat GPT. Which keeps sleeping people behind. Exactly. Take one step, they take ten. (laughs) (laughs) And it seems chat GPT, not it seems, but it reported the report says that chat GPT has very close tie to Microsoft. I mean Microsoft is an investor. Microsoft has also Onboarded Chat GPT to put it in its platforms like Bing and other platforms like I think that. Microsoft has committed uh, to fund Chat GPT for 
a couple of years i think mm-hmm. one million dollars exactly year. so we have all of this so google is definitely trying to close that gap up to be like okay guys don't leave me behind don't leave me behind and just last week we reported that facebook is also implementing ai or chatbots into whatsapp and instagram so everyone is doing it i won't yeah. be surprised if netflix implements ai yeah. too, too and i was reading that google actually is like the pioneer of something like yeah this. they had the but idea lambda but they dropped it no they had it for enterprise solutions so for yeah. themselves alone like that was what it was funneling their, you know their that, solution you know, going to get this yeah break. going commercial was a long time plan for them and chat gbt just cut everybody pants like, down like <laughs> we're out now and everybody's if trying you're to not there. <laughs> all right so it's it's the war it's a marathon at this point so best of luck to whoever wins mm. yeah lastly for today we have elon musk again on on today's news so elon musk has called out and uh, and eventually apologized to an employee it came to twitter to call one of the worst all right so there was a misunderstanding on twitter the employee came on twitter to ask why he was laid off right i mean he did a thread the employee's name is Dot. Also called Ali. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Before he, he murdered his name. <laughs> he came on Twitter to write a thread on why he was like literally asking why he was laid off and all of that. Then Twitter CEO Elon Musk responded as as is his custom. He's done that a few times over the last several months since he's taken over Twitter. Responding to employees publicly, you know, trying to have like a few times or many times, <laughs> right? To keep him modest, few times. He's always responding to employees, trying to have a conversation on the timeline and all that. And in on this in this particular case, he came out to say that this employee has done little or no work for the last four months, and that's probably one of the reasons that brought HR. out the sack and all of that. Everybody. Problem here is they were not even informed. Exactly. They just could not log into the uh, using the company's. Mm-hmm. Um, he said he could just not devices. log in from the midnight uh-uh. till that morning, and that was that. And Elon Musk has now come out to say he wants to apologize for Ali. All right, that it was his reactions or his statement were based on some things that Ooh. were untrue, yeah. or in some case true but not meaningful, which I don't understand what he means by that. But. Mm. It's hmm. just a. It's Elon Musk. It's just that's a, how he behaves. It's just a linguistic way of saying sorry, I messed up. I think he's also saying that um, Harley may actually want to stay or yeah, get yeah. back into yeah, Twitter. He also, he also said Ali is considering staying on Twitter. Although Ali has said he's floating, he's floating a new, um, a new solution or a new mm. venture. Right, he has already launched the restaurant. You know, he had a company that he sold to Twitter. Twitter. That was why he joined Twitter as a senior director and all of that uh elon musk what mm-hmm. are you doing blood <laughs> <laughs> but yeah hopefully he gets things right and twitter does not become one of those platforms mm. to know. Mm. yeah one of those platforms yeah one of those platforms. i didn't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> all right that brings us to the end of the world around tech in 10 minutes all we right. hope you had an amazing time yeah, we, I hope too. <laughs> anyway, so the conversation of today, I did not mention that earlier, but mm-hmm. it's an election. You know, we can't stop talking about the election until after the election. Yeah, even ne- after, 
Ineck has, has <laughs> not even said, okay, you hold on, hold on, hold on. They go to general market. Uh, extending the general market. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, yeah, even after the election, we'll still keep talking about the election. And we have a special guest today, which we'll introduce to you in about two minutes. Um, after I tell you what the topic's about, you know, it's Beavers, IREV, and the issue of um, election integrity. Um, you know, considering that we did... Um, the election on February 25, the presidential and national assembly election, the issues about transparency came up, and um, how the whole process was, um, how INEC itself, you know, has become uh, unreliable. You know, everybody expected free and fair election for the first time in the history of Nigeria's democracy, <laughs> and you know, as I used um, the word I used last week, the solution made everybody was the solution. But what is this? What? <laughs> Is this what you want to give us? Anyway, there are conversations around human errors um, and um, laxity on the part of INEC. There are different, you know, um, conversations around that, um, rigging, you know, election malpractice. Yeah. Um, but the main thing is that the results were not uploaded to IREB in real time and um, it did not give way for transparency in the election. And um, so that is where we are drawing our conversation from, Beavers, uh, IREV, and the issue of election integrity. So, and we have uh, Yemi, who is the executive director of Enough is Enough. I'm sure you have, if you social media, I'm sure you've heard them, Enough is Enough. We are talking to the um, chief, chief whip. <laughs> okay, not chief whip. Right. The speaker Excellent. of uh, um, Enough is Enough. Yemi is... Um, is this also a senior associate? I'm giving you, um, we can't say all she is now, but we'll give you, you know, a little bit of it. She's also a senior associate in the Center for Strategic and International Studies. She participates in um, political discussions like this and will help us, you know, dissect this topic well so we understand what we are talking about. Hello, Yemi. Morning, how are you? How are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you. And you? I'm fine, I'm fine. So as I said, um, I'm with uh, my colleague here, um, Dami, and we'll be taking the questions, you know, one after the other. Uh, but first of all, how do you feel about Nigeria currently? <laughs> how do I feel about Nigeria? I'm not sure I understand the question. Uh, with what is going on, you know, the elections, that had been postponed, the one that was done last um, on February 25, yeah, you know, the economy, then cashless policy, like everything that's happened, insecurity. How do you feel about, you know, all of, when you put all of this together? Um, I Honestly, it's, it's, I mean, it's Nigeria, it's day-to-day -day Nigeria. So I'm not quite sure, I'm not quite sure how to answer that. It's not anything special if I want to put it that way. So you asked the question as if what we're going through now is different than what we went what we went through a year ago. Mm. Uh, maybe except the fact that it's layered with elections, but yeah, it's it's the current state of Nigeria. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so let's get into the um, conversation of the day. Uh, we know that um, you know elections yeah. were supposed to come up uh, this Saturday, but it has been um, postponed. But we before we talk about the next one, we need to talk about the last one. Um, so we understand if there are lessons to be learned 
or if it's just another event in Nigeria where everybody just okay, it's past. Let's <laughs> let's move on. You know, Nigerians like to forget a lot. So mm-hmm. the question here is, what would you say went wrong on um, February 25, and what does election integrity mean to you? Well, at the end of the day, what people are responding to is that the election management body, INEC, made promises about how it planned to leverage technology to ensure that the process is transparent so that citizens can follow in real time what results are polling units by polling units. INEC failed to deliver on that promise and hasn't engaged Nigerian citizens on what happened. It's made some glib statements around um, technical glitches, blah, 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 blah. But in the context of one, how much money it's allocated to technology, the consistent narrative of their server systems being under attack for many months, to now wake up on election day and basically say, well, we got advance warning that we might be attacked. We didn't prepare adequately for it. And Nigerians have had to suffer for it. And not be able to even say that, in a sense, with their chest and apologize for it. It's the current state of play, so to speak. It's unfortunate because a lot of people had hopes that were excited about the process, wanted to participate and believe their votes will count. But that's now in jeopardy. Okay, so t- talking about the IREV and Beavers, you know, the promise to upload on on the portal, which was not done, and an egg field in, in regards to that. There are, uh, so since that event happened, there's been lots of interpretations on social media, online, as regards the provisions for Beavers and Nineck in the electoral arts as amended in 2022. You know, there's been lots of commentaries from experts and not so experts mm-hmm. <laughs> on social media so i'm bringing it to you now you know as someone who is experienced and and a, a thought expert in, in in this in this situation what would you really say the act says pertaining to irev and beavers i mean it's not a matter what i think i mean the provisions of the law that are clear um beavers was to be used for accreditation take a picture of election results and upload in real time onto the IRF portal. So I'm not quite sure what your question is. No, like just explain it to us, right? In the in the parlance of uh, Twitter people like we're five years old. Explain it to us, right? What's what the Electoral Act says in terms of Beavers and IRF, the upload and all of that. Okay, it's just what I said. Number one, Twitter people are not five year olds. I refuse to be called a five year old. I'm a very Twitter person. So I'm not a five-year-old. But I think just the, it's really plainly that. Beavers is a device that was used for accreditation for anybody who bothered to vote. That's the device that either checked you against your fingerprints or your facial features. Those were the two ways it could verify you. In previous elections, there was what was called an incidence form, which basically meant if your name was at the polling unit and you had a PVC, but the card reader did not authenticate you, they will let you be accredited manually. But these elections were the first time that you couldn't accredit manually. So if Beavers, what's it called again? By by, by modal, modal voter, voter accreditation, accreditation, mm-hmm. accreditation system, 
And by modas, simply refers to the fact that it does it two ways, either your fingerprints or your face. So if it doesn't accredit you electronically, then you cannot vote technically. But there are some places apparently where it was bypassed. So the courts will let us know what happened. So that's step one. Then you go and vote. And then step two, or as, as Beavers is concerned, is that a picture of the result sheet is taken and it's uploaded in real time to the IREF portal. The IREF portal was basically a, it's basically a system, I mean, not required by law, but it's a, what's it called? It's a nice to have, have part of the bells and whistles that INEC wanted to, what's it called? To add to the process to ensure transparency and accountability. So when I say it's not required by law, it's not in the Electoral Act, but it's in the regulations and guidelines. Um, well, actually, no, let, me, let me take that back. Mm, make sure I don't I don't confuse. But anyway, so we're supposed to take a picture of your polling unit results and then upload it onto the IREF portal in real time so everybody could see and follow what was going on with the elections. And in certain cases, it was done. In a lot more cases, it was not done. And more interestingly, I mean, the device uses, every Beavers has a SIM card, so you're using network. And so one of the things that were funny about it is it said people were tweeting and talking about the challenges that they were having, i.e. using data. But then you're saying that Beavers could not upload. So it wasn't necessarily, and I mean, I'm not a techie by any stretch of the imagination, but which is why you then have the other side where people are saying it was switched off, it was manually switched off. So it wasn't a network issue, but because it was off, you couldn't upload. But then people say, no, even if you don't have network, you can upload in offline mode. And then when you get connected, it gets uploaded to the server. So this goes back to my point about very many stories of which INEC has not owned or explained any of them. As far as I know, I could be wrong. Let's let's pick it up from there. Um, so there's another election. It was supposed to come up this Saturday, but it has been postponed. So there are a lot of questions mm -hmm. now. So do you think this election, March 18, mm -hmm. will be like an avenue for INEC to, you know, clear? Should we use the language clear its name, and you know, and reignite uh, reignite a public trust in the whole electoral process? You know, now that um, there are perceptions of electoral malpractices. To be honest, I'm not sure because INEC hasn't shown that it cares really what we think and what our perception is. If so, it hasn't made what's what I'm looking for. It hasn't, in my opinion, hasn't made the effort to make us feel better. Let me put it that way. So INEC has created a very low trust environment, and I don't see that it's making the effort to redeem that. Um, so yeah, that'll be my summary. Okay, so uh, let's go back to social media. All right, so there's been a growing um, number of communication, even on political matters. All right, um, in recent times, especially for this election, over the last several months, there's been increasing talks about politics and all of that. Like we're talking during the ten minutes of the world around tech, nothing is happening except elections these days on social media. So putting it to you now how has election our social media and online platforms be used to promote transparency 
and you know to combat disinformation during electoral circles because while you have lots of information shared on social media the same vein you have lots of disinformation shared and being propagated you find out that these are even the ones that get more views and more yeah, more, more props. yeah so how are social media and online platforms being used to to promote transparency um so on two things um let's just go back to the rf portal real quickly i just wanted to make sure i checked the the electoral act so it it says and this is important in INEC's own documentation around the process it talks about the fact that it's a it's a dual mood of transfer so our processes are primarily manual but as i think i think i heard files spoke about it two days ago so and he said literally what we run is a hybrid system so your accreditation is electronic we don't do paper but you vote manually thumbprint on a piece of paper your account is manual um, as we've seen with some of the funny videos, APC1, LUP1, all of that is manual. Everybody can see. And then it's written on the result sheets, also manual. Now, the electronic part of it is that you're supposed to take a picture of that result sheet so you can share it in real time. There's nothing, you don't collate electronically. So you don't take a result of one beavers and add it to the result of another beavers and get it total. They're, they're PDFs. So it's a tech podcast, so I shouldn't have to explain that. So yeah, there's no feature or interface or programming or coding that allows you to add the result of one beavers to another beavers. They're just there as images, as record, that this is what happened at this polling unit. So let's take presidential, for example. You vote at the polling unit. It collated and goes to the ward. The ward then takes all the different polling units in that ward and adds it together and that process is manual two plus two is supposed to equal four not 22. so after that process at the ward level then all the wards in the local government that's added together again to get the local government result again four plus four should be eight not 88 and then after the local government you now take all the local governments in lagos if we're using lagos for example the 20 local governments in lagos add all of that together to now get your state level results and then states are all added together to get national results. So all of that process is a manual, i.e. Excel sheets, people using calculators or phones, that's how the numbers get added up. There's nothing in the machine that adds those up automatically. So INEC, in a sense, by law, is is in its right, let me put it that way, is legal, that's what I'm looking for. It's legal for INEC to add these things up manually because the law allows it to. So the real question and bone of contention is that yes, you're adding it up manually, but what we were supposed to be able to see is the polling level results uploaded onto this portal so we can follow what is happening. Because if all the results are uploaded on the portal, as we have now seen, there are quite a number of citizen-led initiatives adding numbers from the portal to get results. So as we can now see our citizens are adding these things, that's what would have happened. So people would have been able to say, no, 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 no what is uploaded onto irev does not match what you are announcing as a result because all of us are looking at it and we can all add two plus two is equal to four and therein lies the main challenge um so yeah so i wanted to i wanted to clarify that just just to say that INEC is not did not break the law in following a manual process because there's a limit to what is electronic in the process but they did break their own law and guidelines in saying in not um in not uploading. uploading in real time 
and then therefore not giving citizens an opportunity to check what was being announced in real time. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, should we ask the question again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Let, let, let's put it together now. So social media has become indispensable, you know, in um, the political space, and while um, a lot of politicians have used it as a means of campaign, you know. Even non-politicians, you know, use it. That's how we had the we have different movements, you know, this election. Um, but you know, midway that we also have disinformation, you know, that has become quite quite um, bold now. <laughs> Let me work very yeah. bold. Um, so because social media has become a part of the electoral process, do you think um, it also hinders, um, in a way, um, election integrity? to be honest i don't i don't i mean what do you mean by how how do you let me ask you the question how do you what do you have in mind that social media hindering electoral integrity what, so what, because, what does that look like so because of this information people don't really see what is the real thing because they are yeah. their eyes you know there's a lot of cloud about what is i mean when um lp and um, pdp um, when when they walked out of the National Coalition Center and they did like a press conference, the national chairman of the PDP was um, calling results that he saw on social media, and that was actually wrong because the real results were actually out there. So he picked some numbers on social media and used it. I've seen a lot of people with numbers, you know, up to hundred thousand, up yeah. as much as five hundred thousand, posting wrong um, results, you know, as the coalition was going on. And I think I posted one too, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I found, at least I, I found out some minutes after that it was actually wrong, you know. So that thing actually um, reinforces. Yes, so it reinforces a lot of malpractices. Um, so the question, the, again, the question is, do you think you know, considering this and some other activities that go on on social media, do you think election integrity is at stake? Election integrity is this. I mean, I think my response to that is always that people who are looking for truth will find it, and people who want to amplify news that that suits their agenda will find it on social media, as with anywhere. I mean, social media is just faster. It's not today that people have been sharing fake news and sharing lies. So, if a political party member decides he wants to take news off social media without verifying it from a handle that probably is not verified. Then it's on that person, and people should be prosecuted for that. There are laws. There are laws for defamation. There are laws for libel, and we should use them so people understand that it's not because it's social media I'm allowed to get away with that. I mean, a, friend, a good friend of mine took someone to court. Uh, I think he didn't even have to take him to court. He just wrote a nice letter from his lawyer to him, and the person apologized in two newspapers, half page that he had to pay for for libel on social media. So if we see more of that, and people have to pay in those real terms, it would we would self-correct, so to speak. But we're quick to jump on things, yes, because we want to, not because if you're really looking for truth and you're mindful that there are consequences for bad behavior, you will take the time to verify what it is you're sharing or posting. But if you can create a handle that's one XXX, two XX, and post whatever you want, and the person that's copying you sees that you have 10 followers. I mean, Twitter is some of the most, like, Twitter provides one of the easiest ways to just verify useless accounts. So someone would say something and you go and look at the account, joined February 2023, followers three. Mm -hmm. 
And you now carry the person's <laughs> news as gold. I mean, you yourself need to be checked. Are you okay? Is everything all right? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, f- these elections that are happening, uh, the presidential elections and National Assembly 25th, uh, post-elections, there's been lots of commentaries from experts and not so experts, let me use that again, on social media, domestic Kali, right? There's been lots of Nigerians who have come out to give their thoughts and ideas about the elections. We've also had international observers also make comments on the elections, right? Mostly pointing out the fact that INEC failed Nigerians, yeah. right? maybe talking about the IREV and, and all the rest now. Alright, so moving from this, what are some of the potential consequences of the elections of the in quotes now potential compromise of the elections, right? Yeah. Domestically and internationally. The consequences. Mm. Consequences to who? To to, to the, country. the country. I mean, in as much as observers say it's failed, um, INEC failed Nigerians, the US government, the UK government, I think pretty much every world leader has congratulated the president elect. So, what does that say? Um, that says there are no consequences in that regard. Um, to Nigerians, I think for a lot of Nigerians, it's not over. It's yes, we have a president elect, but it's not over because the challengers are in court. So the consequence is that we have a hanging election because it's not finished. We don't have a it's not concluded. We have way more disenfranchised in terms of the belief in the system. So we probably see a low voter turnout. I mean political parties really need to work very hard leading up to less next weekend to get citizens to come out. Because we likely will see low voter turnout. Because generally, people are less interested in governorship and state house of assembly already. You now add a layer where there's a belief or a sense that my votes don't count. So mm-hmm. people have organized travel and work plans around being able to vote mm-hmm. this weekend that they will not be able to shift to next weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, in places like Lagos and Kano, where you've had flashes of violence, depending on what happens over the next week, that might keep people at home. So the consequences of an election where people feel that it's not free, fair, not credible, is that you increase... INEC already has a trust deficit. And what they've done with this process is they've increased that trust deficit. And even more disappointing is the fact that they're not even trying to bridge that gap. So you you already add two, and you're working hard to go to minus 20, is seemingly what INEC is doing. So yeah, let, feel less faith in the system, fewer people coming out to vote, at a, a dent on democracy, I think, and just people believing in it as a system of government, as a system of government that that speaks to them, that it's about the people. I mean, there's a common definition of democracy. Government for the people, of the people, by the people. I think this reduces that sense or that feeling, I'd say. So, yeah, those would be my initial thoughts. So, drawing on that, the people... Um, mm-hmm. We have another election, and you mentioned low mm. voter turnout. Uh, but people want to—is it um, remove the establishment, yeah. <laughs> break the structures? Yes. <laughs> um, so, what do you think? You know, to ensure election integrity, what do you say? What will you say to people? You know, 
um, as they come out um, next week, next weekend, you know, for the election, how what should they do to ensure that they, there's transparency and there's a um, free and fair election? Or generally, you know, what what should they do to ensure election integrity? What should who do? The people, the people, voters. Right. Um, number one, to be fair, the easiest, not the easiest, I mean, one of the key ways to ensure voter integrity is to come out to vote. I mean, you can't comment on a process that you're not a part of. So you don't know what's happening in your polling booth if you're at home. So if you want your votes to count and the person <clears throat> you're rooting for, <clears throat> excuse me, and you're right, I mean, especially for those who want to break tables, scatter the structure, whatever, whatever word we're using, you can't do that in your house. So as an individual who's vested in that, you must take it upon yourself to mobilize fellow thinkers that you you must make this election count because in a democracy that's the only way to kick out an incumbent is to come out to vote and have more votes than the incumbent is that simple and then in that process as well in coming out in numbers it enables you to to be able to record and be eyewitness i mean i saw a video i think from a voter that was talking about his own that he's mobilizing people in his area everybody's going to have a phone Everybody is going to have strategy, vantage points, blah, 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 blah. They're basically just, and that's maybe an advantage of young people and technology. They can read technologies in very interesting ways to document what's happening in your environment. Secondly, leverage a number of platforms that will be, actually, I don't know of any. EIE in partnership with Budget and Datafight are building a parallel platform to IREF. And basically what it does is if you while we're uploading which is INEX platform we're also asking which is done by INEC officials we're also asking citizens to upload onto our platform it's called electionwatchng.com so let we let INEC officials be doing their own with and IREV citizens will be doing their own with their phone and uploading onto electionwatchng.com so that's another way increase transparency so that people can see. So if IREV again goes down or something is wrong again, citizens are doing their own thing and it's in the public domain. And then thirdly, um, communities should engage with their police officers. There's a police station in your area. Engage with the police station. Who's on duty? What do you have available for us? What's what's the plan? How can we support you? What do we need to put in place? There are some areas where you know some known, uh, there could be hotspots. What does that look like? So yeah, so that, that that will be sort of my my suggestions. All right. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This was good. <laughs> do you have any other comments, Devin? No, I'm fine. I just want to say, uh, do you want to share with us maybe your social media handles so that people can continue this conversation and get updates from EIE and yourself as as the elections draw now? Sure. We're on every platform as EIE Nigeria. So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And LinkedIn as EIE Nigeria. Okay. What about your own personal handle? <laughs> oh, you don't want to say that. All oh, right. I, no, no, that's fine. I'm most. I'm my dominant space is Twitter, and okay. I'm at underscore Yemi A. Underscore okay. Yemi A. Okay. Underscore Yemi A. All right. So there you have it. Thank you, Yemi, um, for joining us uh, in this conversation. Um, we've learned one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we will continue the conversation even beyond or after the next Saturday's election. We hope when you when we call you again, um, you answer us. Um, <laughs> Thank you very <laughs> much. Next for time. Take care. Yeah, till next All time. Right. Thank you. Thank so Damien, share your hand. Oh, Actdown07 without C. It's just H-A-K down 07. Okay. I remain um, Lord Ricky. Lord underscore Ricky. Ricky is spelled R-I-C-K-I-E. Rikamoti. Yeah. So this is Tech Byte uh, 27. Um, yes. If you have not seen the others, go and binge listen to all the now. other 26 episodes. You can find it everywhere. Now. <laughs> you can also find it on YouTube and Facebook. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, talk about... Enjoy the weekend. Yeah. And stay safe. Stay safe. Take care. Cheers.